0: Deep in the sticky swamplands of Louisiana is a town known for so many things. Spiders, graves above ground, the city also known as Drunken Disneyland, and the Big Easy, New Orleans. And as you can imagine, this place is not only sticky, It's haunted as fuck.
3: (laughs) Those are the only things that New Orleans is known for. Spiders, disinterred bodies, (laughs) waterlogged disinterred corpses. I think those are the main things New Orleans is known for, yes. Drunken Disneyland, I've not heard before, but that's very
0: creative. Actually, my, my first time in New Orleans, rented like an airport shuttle you know, usually you get the airport shuttle from the airport to wherever hotel you're staying at or whatever. And <laughs> they're just like, get on. This one just took you right to a bar. <laughs> this one had an MC. The driver was like MCing. He stood up before he was like, he had his little mic. He's like, hey, how's everyone feeling? Welcome to Drunken Disneyland. Anybody here not drink? And a few people raise their hands. He's like, you better get back on the plane. <laughs> and then it's like, we're driving to our hotels. He's like, there's a drive through
3: daiquiri stand. There's a drive through bar. Yeah, it's, it's not considered an open container if they give you a daiquiri and a styrofoam cup, as long as it's got a lid and they don't give you a straw. <laughs> That's why when you live in New Orleans, you have to keep straws in your glove box. <laughs>
2: No, I'm kidding. It's legal to have a daiquiri at a drive-thru and then put it in your cup holder and drive around with the daiquiri. You just shouldn't put a straw in it until you get to your destination. That's all. But yeah, yeah, no, totally.
0: Anyway, New Orleans is also known for its beautiful architecture. It's very unique culture. And of course, the ghosts. It is probably one of the most haunted cities in the world, as is Savannah, one of my other favoritest Haunted southern towns. And we just heard from Tammy and Bryce of Holly Weird Paranormal on our episode that aired earlier this week. And they had so many stories to tell. We could not fit them all into that episode. So you guys are getting a bonus because we love you about Tammy's story about a ghost in New Orleans. Woohoo! because of course she has one <laughs> <laughs>
3: yep <laughs> we should call this episode the the boo call. The booty call yes <laughs> and you'll see why in a second
0: <laughs> yeah so before we spill too many beans
3: <laughs> <laughs> another thing new orleans is known right. for do you know they, they throw spray-painted gold fava beans at you from the <laughs> the floats on some of the holidays, right.
0: well, the beads are good for so many. Other I think
3: things. it's an Italian thing.
0: New Orleans is a cool place. It's a very interesting place, and it has ghosts. And let's just let's just shut up here. Spiders, yes, spiders. We could we could just go on and on. Um, but instead, we're gonna let Tammy tell her story <laughs> of the booty
2: call. I like the way you did that.
4: This is a New Orleans ghost story.
0: Oh, love it.
4: Love it. Yes.
1: New Orleans is like the Super Bowl of ghost experiences. I was... Like, if you want to yeah. go... <laughs> if you want some real things to happen, that's That the place. is the place.
4: So, I, it didn't happen to me directly. I was, like, adjacent to this. But, um, put a long story short, I was in my sophomore year of Loyola University. I was dating this guy from Tulane. Literally, the universities are next door. And I had been dating him for, like, I want to say, like, a couple months and I will never forget this night. It was a Thursday night, Friday morning-ish. And I had just finished a paper. I was ready for this quiz. I was like, it's 2 a.m. in the morning. I'm ready to go to sleep. This is like my time. I'm prepared for tomorrow for Friday, the weekend. I had an early class at 9 a.m. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna be very, very responsible. So I lay down in the bed, I go to sleep, I have my phone charging, my little Nokia at the time. Calculate that in your head how old I am. So it was charging. And then all of a sudden, I heard it ring. And I noticed that we're going to call him. We're going to call him Kevin. That was his middle name. So Kevin, I noticed his phone number was just on. I'm like, Oh, it is not time for a booty call right now. It is not that night. So (laughs) I ignored it and then it rang again. And then I was like, okay, whatever, I'm going to answer. I was like, Kevin, you know, it's really late. He's like, can I come over? I'm like, yeah, it's really late. I really, I have a class. He's like, something happened and I need to come over. And in my head, it clicked. I was like, oh, did something happen? Because at this time, you know, New Orleans is such a beautiful city with a lot of charm, but people really don't know how harmful that the city can be. And at this time, a lot of kids were being brutally beaten and robbed. We also had house invasions going on in his neighborhood where a student was killed for opening a door in the middle of the night to someone who was asking for money. And he was brutally stabbed in his house. It was really, really bad. So I thought someone broken into Kevin's house. I was like, yeah, come over. And so he came over in 20 minutes. He was there. We sat down. I was like, what's going on? He's like, I know you're into this stuff. And I just want to tell someone, and I know I could tell you, and can I stay here tonight? I was like, yeah, well, let's sit down. Let's talk about it. So he had arrived home. He, Him and his two roommates were renting an old home in the Garden District in New Orleans. And this house was like 100 and something years old. It was built in the mid-1800s. It belonged to the owner that was renting them this house, and it had been in his family for a very long time. This guy would always rent to students. He was telling me that he was coming home from a study session. It was 1.30. No one was home. One of his roommates was out of town. The other one worked at this place called the Napoleon House in the French Quarter. It's a bar. So he wasn't due back until 5 a.m. So it was just him alone. He goes into the kitchen, into the house, into the kitchen, makes something, goes up the stairs. He's getting ready for his classes the next morning. And then he hears the door open and close. And then he hears someone coming up the stairs. And he's thinking it's a roommate. It's one of his roommates. But why would he be back here so early? It's 1.30. He doesn't come home until like four thirty-five a.m. So he calls out to his roommate. No answer. He's still hearing like footsteps. And he's like, that's weird. And in his mind, he's like, nah, I hope no one broke in. He hears the footsteps come to a stop. And then they continue. And then he calls his roommate's name again. No answer. So he opens the door slowly And he said, Tammy, I saw a man standing. It was like a young man standing in the foot of the stairs. The weird thing about this man is I could only see him from the knee up. Like he had no legs and I could see through him. And that's when I slammed the door and I just ran the hell out of my room. He he was on the second floor, so he got his backpack, his keys, his phone. There's this part, this part, I remember seeing it when he showed me the house. It was a very flat rooftop where him and his buddies would go and sit and drink on this rooftop. Well, he climbed onto that rooftop. He jumped from that rooftop to <laughs> the yard and like made a beeline to his car. And then that's where he called me. I was just sitting there like processing this story. I'm like, tell me about this man again. Like, are you sure? he You, you saw him from the knee up. He's like, he didn't have legs and i could see through him and the craziest thing is when i opened the door like he looked at me and the other craziest thing is that the way he was dressed he was like wearing this like weird shirt it was kind of poofy he had a vest and he i couldn't tell what type of pants he was wearing but they were pretty high and i said okay you know talk to your landlord talk to your roommates you definitely had some weird experience let's let's sleep it off so a couple weeks later, we're watching a Shakespeare show at my school. It was set in the mid-1800s. And after the show, we were having dinner. And he was like, um, so you know the characters in that show, the men? I said, yeah. He's like, that's what the guy was wearing. And I said, what do you mean? He's like, you know, they were wearing those vests. I'm like, oh, yeah, the waistcoats? Yes. And they were wearing those little shirts. I was like, the poet shirt? He's like, yes. And breeches. I said, Okay. He's like, that is what the guy was wearing when I saw him on the foot of the stairs. I'm like, when was the house built again? He said it was built in the mid-1800s. I said, okay. Did you talk to the owner? He's like, yeah, actually, I did. Yeah, we've always heard things. Just letting you know, we've always heard weird things in the house, and we never really seen anything. My roommates have heard things. They would always hear footsteps coming up and down the stairs, but we always thought it was one of us coming home late you know, from a party, from work, something. But we always had, like, a creepy feeling by the stairs. We just didn't care. We never thought about those things. And then when, they, when he spoke to the owner, he said, yeah, there were some things in the house that I didn't tell you. When my family owned this house in the very beginning, they had a servant boy who died in the house. He fell down the stairs, and he died. He fell to his death. And ever since then, they've seen him in the house. So... They saw the servant boy that belonged in the house. I was like, I can't, I'm getting goosebumps, like, thinking about it. But I, I mean, I'll never forget the fear in his voice when he called, the look on his face when he was telling me this story. Like, I knew he wasn't joking because it just was too, it was too elaborate for him to make up a story like that. And I remember when I was in New Orleans this past summer, I passed by that house unexpectedly. I was just walking around the Garden District and there it was. And I was like, oh, my God, I got triggered by that story. Oh, my God, I remember Kevin was living here. I think after that story, they moved out after like eight months. And yeah, that was it.
1: That's when you tell your landlord, like, and I will be taking my deposit. <laughs> 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 yeah.
4: It was a beautiful house. Beautiful. And uh, really cool part of the Garden District. But there's a lot of stories of those homes built in the 1800s. There was one I remember in that same neighborhood where they the new owners were trying to build a pool and they excavated bodies of slaves that were in the backyard. So there's a lot of stories and a lot of history and dark history in that neighborhood that we don't really know about. Yeah.
2: That's kind of the start of Plantation Neighborhood. Yeah. Right there.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: You away from the French Quarter and you get towards the Garden District because it would have been out of town in the first days of the settlements there. Oh, exactly.
4: Man.
1: And that's Creepy. what we talk about on a lot of our episodes, especially yes. in L.A., which is, you know, sort of the basis of our experiences or things that are happening here in L.A. But I think New Orleans is such a perfect example, like you're talking about, Diana where they are just layers of history that we're experiencing now in 2021. But if you think about the history of a city, LA is a very young city and compared to world history or even the history of this country. And yet, if you look back on the time where the Native Americans were here before it was settled, if you look at the time of the gold rush, the era of silent film, the era of the 20s, through the 30s and the depression and all the people that were moving west to come here for the jobs, quote unquote, and then you look through like the modern eras of like the 50s and what the expansion and the merging of Los Angeles looked like. Like these layers of history are bleeding through our present reality. And we have to acknowledge those things and honor those things as we're exploring, like, okay, what did this look like when the city was founded? What were the people's lives like? Why are there possible residual angers if we're being honest like right there's a lot of violence and pain in the history of this country that now we are looking at through the lens of a modern landscape but those were happening to real people hundreds of years ago and that now is bleeding through so it's this strange like oh wow not only are you seeing someone but you're seeing a history that probably isn't that favorable if the ghost or the apparition or the energy is still there there's most likely some unresolved anger or emotion or feeling of loss and so it's our job and i think our responsibility as people who dabble and look into these kinds of things to honor that history and acknowledge like why that pain might be bubbling up through literal decades of experience
2: good point so you think there's always something emotionally charged when you're dealing with a haunting that from from a personal pain or or desire?
1: Maybe not always. Of course, like we had a girl at the school, and she talked about a very young spirit that her and her four roommates they all felt, and they felt like she was a very young girl energy. She would change the music on their Spotify. They would be like listening to it, and songs that they never listened to would like play almost as if like they were getting ready, and the young energy that they felt kind of wanted to be a part of that. So no, I don't think it's always made, you know, I did say a lot of negative associated emotions. I think it's the idea of unfinished business, whether that be good or bad. But if you look at Los Angeles, so many of the ley lines of the canyons and the literal material of rock in the canyon is like, creating a magnetic charge. Like let's just start at the literal geographic level. Something weird is happening in Los Angeles because of the fault lines, because of the material, because of the magnetic ley lines. Like there's just chaos at a literal earth level. And then let's just build on top of that. Like I, I just think that, yeah, there could be positive and negative emotions. I just think in general, there's always a lot. Of history that's bubbling up through to culminate into what we experience in the modern day.
2: I just wonder why Kevin's servant boy didn't have any legs
1: how was he
3: flopping <laughs> up the stairs every night with no legs <laughs> I know. We all it's want like, to how know they,
4: how was he able to do that
3: See when you said... Puffy shirt and no legs. I was like,
4: pirate. Pirate, what? Yeah. Right? And that's what I thought. I was like, could it be a pirate? No, but a lot of them were in the French Quarter. So, But his friends never, his roommates never saw anything. They hurt a lot of things. They would, they would think it's one of them coming home late at night. But I guess it turned out like a lot of that may have been due to that servant boy. Yeah, it was so creepy. <laughs> Somebody has to
3: investigate this house.
4: <laughs> I know. I, I just... Oh, I would have loved to have investigated it, too. But, I mean, there are a lot of homes like that in New Orleans that my my friends from school lived in, and they had a lot of crazy stories, too.
0: So, Diana, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: how would you respond if your lover called you in the middle of the night and said he had seen a legless pirate boy thing In his corridor and wanted
2: to stay the night. I would say, you're not coming over here. I'm going over there. I'll be right there. (laughs)
0: Yes, exactly.
2: Man. (laughs) Leave the lights off. (laughs)
3: Leave
0: the door unlocked so I don't have to knock. I don't want to scare this ghost away. Tammy did have a quiz the next day she had to get ready for. Otherwise, she probably would have been over there in a heartbeat.
2: I would do anything for love, Becky. I've definitely stayed out till 6 a.m. the day before a quiz. For... (laughs) For love,
0: <laughs> I have to. Well,
2: and I would do anything for ghosts. So I've you know. done it
0: for art, not for love, but for art. I have failed many an exam, mm. still with my goth makeup dripping down my cheeks, my hair dyed a bright blue, still in my leather pants from the performance the night before. <laughs> Haven't slept, wandered in, still calluses <laughs> on my fingers from playing that instrument so hard, my voice hoarse from singing, <laughs> wandering in. People be like, what happened? And be like, I had a show, man. I had a gig. And then I'd flunk
2: the test, but it was okay. You didn't want to be an archaeologist <laughs> <know>, anymore. <anyway>. Right.
0: <laughs> if you're going <laughs> to flunk an exam, you better do it in your goth metal leftover makeup. We respect Tammy for wanting to not fail her exam. She went to a harder college than I did. <laughs> I'll give her that.
3: It probably actually matters at Loyola.
0: I know if it were to happen today, she would have dropped everything and run over there with all of her paranormal equipment because she is an investigator, among all the other things that she does. If you have not checked out Holly Weird Paranormal, go do it now. You'll love their show. Another cool thing that they do sometimes is they'll do like they'll record themselves live like they while they walk through a haunted location and stuff and talk about it and uh, it's just it's just a cool show i really enjoy listening to tammy and bryce and tammy's also doing content for discovery plus now and for my paranormal network she's got her ghostland show so just you guys are awesome props yeah you are
2: <laughs> hashtag podcasting goals right right, Becky? right
0: we love you tammy and bryce and holly Weird paranormal thank you so much for providing us with so much content that we can put it in yet another episode And if you like hearing about New Orleans ghosts, be sure you stick around because Monday we're going to be interviewing Brandon from the Southern Gothic podcast. And he's going to tell us an in-depth story about the voodoo queen, Julia Brown. Where was she? All right. Love New Orleans. Can't wait to get back there and collect my gold spray painted fava beans. Please go and follow us on TikTok. TikTok homespun hates to see all of our haunted experiences
2: someday we'll be walking through haunted places talking about it together too becky someday yes but until then if you see a ghost with legs but no pants you'll know you're in drunken disneyland but if you see a ghost with pants and no legs you're gonna have a spooky day
0: Homespun Haints is hosted by Becky Kilimnick and Diana Doty, and produced by Homespun Haints Media LLC. Editing and music by Becky Kilimnick. Show notes by Diana Doty. If you have a ghost story and you'd like to be considered as a guest for this podcast, please visit our website at homespunhaints.com slash submit. Deep in the bowels of Oklahoma... Exists a passageway that has remained locked for decades, untouched by mortals. We don't know why it was sealed nearly a century ago, but we are thirsting to find out. So thirsty. Do you have the same insatiable curiosity as us to see what lies beyond his threshold?
2: On September 24th, 2023, we will unveil the shadows together via live stream as we open this sealed passageway, slaking our thirst for arcane knowledge. And we want you to be there with us. Virtually, of course. This may be dangerous. We don't have liability insurance. Oh, my eye!
0: But what will we find? Is this passageway a sealed tomb? A hideaway for treasure? A portal into another dimension? Maybe.
2: Even we won't know until September 24th and you can be there to discover the secrets with us. Visit homespunhaints.com basement to RSVP for this event, and find out how you can participate in this interactive adventure with us.
0: As long as there's darkness to explore,
2: we shall remain its loyal devotees. RSVP now, and immerse yourself in the abyss of the unknown that is Diana's, Diana's Basement.
0: <laughs> Visit homespunhaints.com slash basement.